Good evening, one, and welcome to Sean the Baptist Live. It is Veterans Day, November 11th, Armistice Day throughout the world. We are grateful today for all those who gave the sacrifice of their lives to bring about that armistice. In the past, there were a lot of great uh, events this morning uh, at uh, the Liberty Memorial here in Kansas City to uh, celebrate the end of World War I. Uh, 102 years ago now. Uh, we give thanks today for all those who have fought and died in the service, especially of our country here in America, as we celebrate Veterans Day. We're going to talk about that tonight. I uh, invite you to, to join in, post your comments. Uh, those who have perhaps served in, in your family uh, in the armed forces, very grateful for those today. And I'll give some shout outs to uh, those in my own family. Uh, I see uh, MB Ray K on there. Not sure who that is, but welcome. Uh, we got a lot of people uh, joining us here tonight. So uh, we are going to talk about Veterans Day. We're also going to talk a little bit about the Saint of the Day. And uh, I really, uh, going forward, would like uh, Sean the Baptist Live here to be a, a chance for us to interact. I know that there are a lot of people that are feeling a little disconnected right now and, and wondering with, with COVID and everything going on, what are we supposed to do and, and how do we maintain some kind of contact you know, here at uh, St. Patrick's, we've, of course, been live streaming Mass, both English and Spanish, on, on the weekends. But, uh, you know, watching Mass on the, the Internet is, is not the same as being here. And although there are a lot of people who are, you know, saying that Mass is important and we are we are coming out to Mass, we know there are a lot of you that, that can't join us here at St. Patrick's at the, the parish or wherever you're watching from tonight. We know that it's uh, certainly still difficult and as the winter comes on, there, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of questions about uh, exactly what are we going to do, and uh, will we be able to go back to Mass, and we know how important Mass is for us as Catholics, and so a lot of people, I think, are, are feeling a, a little bit uh, disconnected, and so uh, hopefully the, the Sean the Baptist Live will give you a chance to uh, weigh in. I see uh, Teresa Smith, our Director of Adult Faith Formation, is on tonight, so uh, certainly I can take your questions. Uh, Teresa's doing a great job with those who want to become Catholic. Amazingly, uh, despite everything that's going on, uh, you know, scandals, COVID, all that, we, we've got a bunch of people that say, I, I want to be Catholic. And sometimes that's how it goes, the more so when things get rough and we, we see more and more that this world cannot, uh, cannot answer our, our deepest longings. We ask, why is it like this? Is it going to get better? Uh, well, certainly we hope it does get a little better. But uh, in the end, no matter how good it would get in this life, we, we know that uh, this life is not all there is. Uh, it's, it's not worth dying to stay in this life. Today we celebrate on Veterans Day uh, a lot of people who thought it was worth dying, however, to protect our freedoms as Americans and freedoms of those around the world in the First World War and the many wars after that, sadly. Uh, tonight we, we pay tribute to those who, who knew that there's something more than this life uh, worth fighting for, because although... Uh, many people went to war to, to fight to protect their, their families and their, their friends back home. Uh, ultimately, uh, the, the greatest sacrifices are made when we, we know that this world is not all there is. And so we're going to honor some of that heroism tonight. We, we know we always honor the martyrs in the church who gave their life uh, in witness to Jesus Christ. Uh, today, we, we also honor those who gave their life in, in witness, not just to, to heaven, but ultimately fulfilled that beautiful scripture of Jesus who said, greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Uh, today we honor our veterans, uh, both those who have died and those who are still with us 
who wanted to certainly put their life on the line, in many cases did, and we are glad that so many of them are still with us, and we honor our veterans who have served, and we, we especially tonight keep in mind those who are serving right now, especially those who are far away from their families. Well, as I said, I am uh, here at the parish at, at St. Patrick, and uh, I hope that as you, you join us here tonight or, or catch this uh, replay on, online, that uh, you will feel a little bit more connected. And uh, this is a family that we have with us, and so I'd like to share a little bit tonight uh, about um, some of the things going on here at the, the parish. Of course, we had the, the food truck out there this weekend, and it's, it's easy to, to maybe sometimes forget uh, as, as much as we're struggling. Um, there are, are probably people uh, struggling out there in all kinds of ways we don't even think about. And isn't it beautiful that in our Catholic faith, we, uh, we keep in mind those who are, in fact, most in need. And uh, even people I know who are struggling a whole lot right now have stopped to, to say, like, well, who else out there is struggling? Who is maybe struggling more than me? Uh, isn't it amazing that we can kind of stop and help people even in the midst of that? So you might think right now as you're watching this, uh, who do you know that, that maybe needs a visit, needs a phone call, maybe is, is getting a, a little bit lost in, in some of the, the shuffle of things? Or maybe someone that, uh, as you stop and think right now, like, okay, who, who haven't I, I thought about uh, in a while? Who needs a shout out? Who needs a, a call? Might be a good thing to, to do here uh, in this uh, month of November. Uh, of course, we remember that uh, that it includes not only those people who are still living, but uh, our, our deceased relatives and friends who have gone before us, uh, we know that they need prayers. Uh, perhaps some of them are in heaven and have joined the saints, but uh, perhaps some of them still need our, our prayers to be fully purified. I've had uh, three funerals scheduled this week, two down, one to go. So life goes on and dying goes on. And uh, maybe this whole COVID thing is a, a chance for us to stop and remember uh, that in fact, life does not go on forever. And the way we, we live is sometimes uh, conditioned by what we believe about happens when we die. Uh, and certainly we, we think of our veterans who have been willing to say that dying is not the worst thing, but people losing our freedoms, our country, uh, these are things worth dying to, to fight and protect. So we, we honor that tonight. Uh, and, and as we do that, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, some of my favorite veterans and uh, the first one up is my dad. That that is my dad. Uh, he was he was army and uh, served over in uh, Korea. That is Dwayne Tunic at the, the time Private Dwayne Tunic. He served over in uh, Korea. I've uh, got pictures of him over in uh, the DMZ. This was after a lot of the, the major hostilities. He was over there as an uh, occupying force trying to help maintain uh, the, the peace uh, that, that we had tried to create uh, after the, the war there. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up uh, around the Army. My, my dad uh, worked at Fort Leavenworth uh, for, for most of, of my life, and so I, I grew up around uh, the Army. And uh, I think it was my dad that, that first instilled in me the great kind of respect uh, that we should have for those who, who serve in the armed forces. Um, and uh, I, I'm always grateful for that uh, because I, I realize now as I've, I've gotten older that that's not always the case. Um, 
I, I wish I had a, a picture, I don't, of my, my uncle, Terry, who served in Vietnam. And uh, the uh, welcome, if you, if you can even recall it that, uh, that our, our soldiers got returning from Vietnam uh, was, well, not so good in a lot of cases. And I, I realize now that I've gotten older that the uh, just kind of re- respect that I just assumed was normal for our military men and women, uh, especially those returning from, from Vietnam, didn't get it. I think of my Uncle Terry. Uh, he and my, my Aunt Lorraine are down in Branson right now. This is a, tr- a true story. Uh, my, my Uncle Terry suffers a bit from uh, uh, some exposure to Agent Orange. And we, you know, you can Google and read about all the complications that that, that creates. And um, he was really struggling in, in a lot of ways and, and finally just didn't know where to turn uh, and, and didn't have a lot of money to get the, the kind of mental help that he needed. And I really see how, how God uh, works in all this because Uncle Terry um, didn't know what to do, grabbed a, a hat going out the door and, and went down to Branson, Missouri. Now, I, I go to Branson, and probably a lot of you do too, for, for fun, uh, to, to see the, the entertainment and uh, to enjoy uh, some, of those, some of those things. But here's the deal. My Uncle Terry grabs a hat, goes down to Branson with, with nothing, and has only experienced in his life uh, rejection uh, for his military service. But those of you that have been to Branson know if you're a veteran uh, down in, in Branson, you're, you're a hero. And people recognize what what you've done. It should be should be like this everywhere. I have to say that if, if more of the world were like Branson, we'd be a lot better place. But my uncle Terry gets down there, and the uh, the hat that he happened to grab, not even thinking, it, it happened to be a a veteran hat, a Vietnam veteran hat. And all of a sudden, he didn't know anything about Branson exactly, but he got down there, and people saw his Vietnam veteran hat. And for the first time, my uncle Terry got to experience. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for your service. And, and all of a sudden, um, he wasn't an outcast. Today, people get it right, and they, they see that hat, and they know, you're a veteran. Thank you, sir. Thank you for doing what Jesus asked us to do, and be willing to lay down your life for your friends. And uh, I know my, my Aunt Lorraine follows a, a lot of my broadcasts, and so maybe i share this with Uncle Terry. We're, we're thankful tonight for, for his service and, and wish him well. And uh, I certainly invite any of those who, who know a veteran uh, who might be a little down and out and need some support, uh, make make your house, your family a bit more like Branson. Uh, I know I, I go down there with, with my dad. It seems like every show I go to, you, you know, you're there to be entertained. But uh, someone will eventually be saying, would all the veterans please stand up? And uh, by golly, you know, you got these old guys that uh, stand up and they're the stars. I mean, we're watching people on stage, but it's really the veterans who are the stars. And, uh, you know, I just, I'll, I'll throw my dad back up there because when, when I, uh, when I go down, uh, there, I, uh, I am really grateful that I'm the, the son of a veteran and, uh, my, my dad, uh, actually, you know, stands up and didn't serve very long, uh, in the actual army, but he served the army, uh, his, his whole life. And, um, Shout out to uh, my, my Aunt Lorraine. She is on there. So if you see Lorraine Tigret down there, uh, it's her husband, Terry, my Uncle Terry, uh, who uh, is uh, that great Vietnam veteran. She and Terry are down in, in Branson now. Uh, and so we're, we're thankful today 
uh, not just for my my dad, my uncle Terry, uh, but uh, speaking of Terry's, I've got one more that I I want to throw up here because my my best friend Terry Sexton is is also a veteran. There he is as he's uh, commissioned graduating uh, as a Marine, first lieutenant uh, Terry Sexton. Uh, yesterday was Marine Corps birthday, so. Terry and I always uh, like to celebrate uh, the, the uh, what are we, 245 years, I think, now of, of the Marine Corps. Uh, so another example of someone who uh, was willing to lay down his life for his country and, and service uh, started out as a, a Coast Guard and, and then went to uh, officer training school for the, the Marines, was commissioned as a second lieutenant, promoted as a, a first lieutenant. And, um, you know, Terry is, is one that I, I look to that he, uh, he often refers to me as a spiritual Marine. And I, I don't know that there's any uh, greater uh, a blessing that, that one could get uh, to be called such because I have a great uh, respect for our, our Marines, especially. Um, I'm one of those people that uh, it's kind of go big or go home sort of thing. And uh, I, I never really uh, knew uh, many Marines growing up, growing around Fort Leavenworth. I, I mainly knew Army, but uh, Terry and I have been friends for a long time now. And uh, I am always reminded by, by him of the, the great kind of uh, just tradition there is uh, amongst the Marines. And I, I think that's something that as, as Catholics and as Christians, we should, we should really focus more on um, the idea that, that part of what inspires people to be willing to lay down their life is because there's a there's a tradition of it, uh, you know. The, the Marines do what they do uh, out of out of a great kind of privilege that they think it is to be a Marine. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, that that great uh, movie with with Jack Nicholson and, and Tom Cruise, uh, a few good men. Uh, Demi Moore is in that, and um, I I remember. Uh, her uh, telling Tom Cruise when he's he's going down to uh, Quantico, uh, or no, he where's he go? He's uh, he's going he's going to Cuba. He's going to Guantanamo Bay, and uh, she warned it well. Um, you know, watch out because those guys are serious down there. He's like serious about what? Uh, serious about being Marines. Uh, there's a, a spree de corps. That, that goes along with, and not just the Marines, but the, the Army, the Air Force, the Navy. Um, there is, is something really special there, and that's because they recognize that it's not just them. It's the, the whole tradition of the armed forces. You know, when I was in Washington, I, I loved to go uh, just down the road to the National Museum of the Marine Corps. And, and you go there, and there, there, there are quotes up around uh, the wall of the, the famous sayings. You got statues of, of Chesty Polar and the ones who have who've gone before that you don't want to let them down. I think that's really what it comes down to. You know that it's not just you. You're at, you're at the end of a long line of people who have put their life on the line, who have fought some of the greatest battles in history, and, and you don't want to be the one to drop the ball. I, I think if we could have that kind of, of attitude about our Catholic faith... How many times do we have to be embarrassed by what we see on TV or in the media about our Catholic faith? I mean, whenever it's like, oh, here's a Catholic 
how many times is it some absolute embarrassment to our Catholic faith? You know, because who who are the, the, the people that largely stand up and are most likely to say, oh, I'm Catholic, or even, I mean, if, if you're going to be a public person and say you're Catholic, well, I'm a devout Catholic. Here, here's Father Sean's uh, rule number one about being a devout Catholic. If you have to say you're devout, you're probably not. Okay, and, and anybody who's on TV, a, a politician or a, an actor or, or someone who says, ooh, I'm a devout Catholic, or someone gets described as a devout Catholic, they're not. Because people who are devout Catholics, who actually show up and do the things Catholics are supposed to do, well, well one of the things that good Catholics do is they, they tend not to brag about being good Catholics. You, you just are. You just, you just do it. Uh, and... There's a sense of humility goes with that. So most of the great Catholics in history uh, have normally been the ones who thought they're they're pretty bad at it. So there's Father Sean's rule for how to identify a devout Catholic. Uh, if they say they are, they're not. Now, uh, that having been said, we know that uh, a lot of the great saints, the great uh, Catholics in, in, in history, uh, have really been willing to lay down their life. Uh, in fact, we, uh, we have one of those that we, we celebrate uh, today in the church who is not actually a, a martyr. He didn't actually die for the faith, but nonetheless is a patron saint of soldiers, and that's St. Martin of Tours, a famous 4th century uh, soldier. He actually served in the uh, Roman army uh, and was a, a great soldier. Uh, but talk about um, knowing what's really important. Martin uh, met Christians. And uh, by this time in the 4th century, after Constantine, it was safer, at least, to, to be Christian. We know so many of our martyrs laid down uh, their lives when they would get beheaded for the faith. Well, it was safer for Martin to, to be a soldier, uh, so he could be a Christian and a soldier, at least at that time. But uh, he was becoming a Christian, and uh, ultimately, the, the great story about St. Martin of Tours is that uh, he saw a, a very poor person, uh, a beggar. And he he realized, look at me, I, I've got all this fancy military regalia and uh, here's this poor person who has nothing to wear. You know, uh, some of the moral tradition is our, in our churches uh, regarding, you know, although private property is, is a very important Catholic social justice teaching, well, Martin saw a poor beggar and part of the teaching is like, well, if... If, if you've got more clothes than you need, well, the extra stuff you got belongs to the poor. And Martin saw this poor person and he looked at his military cloak and said, you know, half of this is just for show anyway. So he took out his sword and, and chopped off part of his, his military cloak, status symbol really more than anything, and he gave it to this poor person who had nothing to wear. Well, later that night in a, a dream, in a vision, St. Saint Martin... Uh, saw a person wearing his his cloak that he had chopped off, but it it wasn't the uh, the poor beggar. In fact, it was Jesus Christ Himself who was wearing the the cloak that, that Jesus had had chopped off that Martin had chopped off and gave to the poor person. Now that that should stick out of our minds right out of Scripture because that's exactly what Jesus says we're going to be judged on. Uh, he said, you know, that in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 25, um, you know, 
the, the poor will, will rise up at, at the end and, and say, you know, hey, uh, I, was, I was poor. Jesus will say, and, and you, you didn't visit me in prison. I was poor and, and, and you didn't give me anything. I was hungry and you didn't give me any food. And, and, and those who think themselves all righteous will say, you know, Lord, uh, when did we ever see you naked and, and not clothe you? And Jesus will say, well, if you didn't do it for the least of those, you didn't do it for me. And off to hell you go. But much as St. Martin of Tours found, uh, when you clothe a, a poor person like he did, Jesus will say on the last day, I was naked and you clothed me. This is what St. Martin found out in his, his vision, his dream that night, that although it, it appeared to be just an ordinary poor person, nothing to marvel at, uh, when he cut off his cloak and gave it to the poor person, it's really Jesus that he was he was clothing. Uh, and so how fitting that Martin got to see the, the scripture fulfilled right in his very dream that Jesus was in fact wearing uh, the, the cloak that, that he cut off. So there's kind of a, a reminder for us about uh, some important teaching in our faith that do, do we have extra stuff? Okay, and maybe that's material stuff. But, but maybe even here during COVID, that maybe the extra stuff we got is maybe it's just we're feeling okay. We've, we've got good help. We've got good friends that are helping us get through it. All right, well, if you've got some extra in that area, maybe it's time for you to look and say, well, who's, who's not getting by so well? Who needs a little extra help? Uh, be a friend to them. If you've got friends helping you, good. Now, now go be a friend to somebody else who, who needs it. Uh, like my, my Uncle Terry, who his whole life got really turned around for the good when he got to Branson and just, you know, he wasn't materially all that terribly poor, although he, he came really with, with nothing. What, what he needed more than anything was just people who would respect him, who would care for him or something as simple as thank you for your service. Um, I bet we all know people who, who need a little pick-me-up right now. So maybe it's not... Uh, Maybe it's not half of your military cloak that you need to chop off and give to a poor person, but maybe you need to find that person who's a little poor mentally right now, emotionally, who's a little down. The, you know, if you're struggling, imagine the, my best friend uh, Matt and his wife Olivia. They got eight kids. You know, talk about you know being pinched a little tight. Uh, okay, they're they're struggling enough when things are good to take care of their eight kids. Uh, imagine how happy it is just to have someone, you know, bring food by or, you know, I can uh, go out and just give Matt a little time of adult conversation uh, away from uh, taking care of the, the kids all the time. Or, or maybe maybe you've got some kids, you're going to send them over to your neighbors to, to babysit so they can go out and mom and dad can have a, a date night or a meal or something. Um, I, I said in my homily this last weekend that uh, God would love... Uh, to help us stay together. Um, the devil's trick, really, is that he wants to, to keep us kind of isolated and alone, feeling like we're few and, and far between. Um, it's not true. COVID has, has got us feeling that way. But more than ever, I think now we need the church. We need the church to be the church. And as there are these rumors of like, well, maybe we're going to have to close our, our churches again and, and lock our doors, I, I could... I don't know, I think of no worse sign probably than to be hurting and show up and find your church locked. So 
You come to St. Patrick's, our church is open. In fact, most of the time we have the front door propped open, so you don't even have to touch anything on the way in. The door is just open. You can put your mask on and walk in and douse yourself in hand sanitizer when you get in. And we're going to miss the church with disinfecting spray throughout the day. So it's it's safe uh, for you to come. You know, we need that. So let's let's make sure we're not being, you know, spiritually distant, even if socially distant is the thing. Okay, Socially distant, six feet, okay, fine, be six feet. But, gosh dang it, let's come together. Come to Mass if if you can. Uh, because it's important that we see each other uh, so that we don't give in to Satan's lies on this, that we are all alone. Uh, that's, you know, how a great veteran like my Uncle Terry felt. Like, he's just alone. Puts on his veteran's hat, goes to Branson, and finds out, whoa, he's not alone. There's a bunch of people who care about him. What that everyone, you know, could put on our little hat that would say, hey, I need help. I need a little shout out even. I just need to feel like I'm not completely isolated and abandoned. And if, if the church has a mission right right now, I mean, that's got to be it, isn't it? To make sure no one feels isolated, alone, and abandoned. In the time of Jesus, it was often sin that isolated people, but especially physical things. If you were a, a leper, like we, we read about in the scriptures today, well, yeah, you were you were sick and you needed physical help, but you were also isolated from people. I mean, to today we're we're isolating people who don't even have COVID. Okay, I mean, if you've got COVID, talk about being a leper. It's like okay, fourteen days or or whatever, and go hide. All right, that's a lot like leprosy. Sad thing is we're we're treating almost everybody as if we're all lepers. Like, ooh, don't get too close, stay away, put on our masks and. You know, and some of that is necessary, but my golly, if you're feeling alone, church ought to be where you can go. Uh, so that that's part of the reason for the Sean the Baptist Live here, uh, to, to get people together. And so I, I see that we got a lot of people watching. And uh, as I as I look down there now, I see, look, uh, a number of people have been following. I'm not sure what the, the peak has been, but there are uh, a lot of people on right now watching live. The, the comment section is, is open there. Um, Throw your comments up. Uh, you know, if you're on, what, what parish are you from? I know we got a lot of St. Pat's people out there, so let's let's make that a given. But if you're on from someplace other than St. Patrick in Kansas City, Kansas tonight, throw it in the comments. Where are you at? Uh, I know my Aunt Lorraine is on there, and so she's down uh, in, in Branson. Uh, so we got people down in Branson, Missouri, at, at least. Uh, Patricia Wilkie? Where, Patricia, where are you from? Um, I'm trying to think if that... St. Patrick's, maybe. Uh, but we got a lot of St. Patrick's people on there. But, um, yeah, let me know down in the comments what, what parish you're from, where you're you're watching from, if you're you're not from uh, St. Patrick's. And we know we got a lot of St. Pat's people on there. But uh, isn't it great that we can have something like this, uh, just a forum to kind of get together so that we're, we're not so uh, alone? So if you're here, throw your parish out there. Or if you just got questions, um, there are a lot of you on there comment boxes right over there type a question otherwise i'm just going to keep talking and, and that's not so great after a while it gets uh, kind of boring um i, I can say that uh, for those of you that are, are hopping on here uh before i i went away for my little spiritual renewal program this summer uh i was doing you know the sean the baptist show or, or whatever every every night to kind of keep us together praise god we are back in the church now uh so we we can get together for mass and 
so I'm, I'm going to do the, the Sean the Baptist live on, on Wednesday nights. Um, and I, I tell you that, so there, there are multiple ways uh, for you to get that. I, I have my little personal uh, Facebook account, um, but I've, I've also created, the best place to, to find a lot of this is, is the Sean the Baptist Facebook page. And um, so probably a lot of you are, are watching on, on that right now. You can just search for Sean the Baptist on, on Facebook find it there or to find everything that I do online uh, best way to, to do that is seanthebaptist.org you can go and if you can just click on Facebook uh, and it'll get you there because I also do each morning now a quick little morning message it's just the morning message it's about five minutes uh, start your day off with with some kind of a spiritual sort of reflection or or whatever you might need uh, so check out the morning message uh, and I'd be happy to uh, interact there, things you want to talk about. So um, Patricia's in Bonner Springs from St. Pat's. Uh, Debbie Arding is from St. Matt's in Topeka. So uh, I love to, to hear that people in Topeka are, are on there, and uh, St. Joe and Shawnee, more St. Patrick's people. So St. Joe, we got Father Scott's parish down there, and Jamie McKernan is from St. Pat's. Um, Jeez, I, I don't even know. Let's see. M.B. Ray K. from St. Joe in Shawnee. That's a rather cryptic name. So uh, if you want to share uh, <laughs> who you are, feel free. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we've got a lot of people out there. If you've got questions, throw those out there. Because I want to keep people connected. Um, so I mentioned here on uh, Veterans Day, um, people might have questions about war. And is it right that people who are followers of Jesus uh, actually, can we, can we be soldiers? Uh, can we serve in, in the army? Um, well, uh, St. Martin of Tours, I mentioned, was a, a Roman soldier. And uh, so obviously he, he served. Uh, but Martin did uh, so radically want to follow Jesus that he actually uh, resigned his position in the Roman army and became a priest and then a, a, a bishop. So sometimes uh, people uh, will, in fact, um, you know, decide that uh, I, I want to follow Jesus in a way that maybe I don't want to be a soldier anymore. But people ask, you know, Jesus, is Jesus a pacifist? You know, because he does say things like, you know, if, if uh, someone wants to go to war with you uh, over your tunic, hmm. Tunic, hmm, not me. Uh, but if someone wants to, to go to war with you over your 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 tunic, so your your uh, kind of main outer sort of garment, well, give them your cloak too, which is like your your coat. Um, so that sounds like a pacifist kind of thing to say. Uh, oh, Mary Raymond. Okay, Mary Raymond is from Saint Joe and Chinese, so welcome, Mary. Um, and of course, we have those famous passages about turn the other cheek and and things like that. So. Uh, you know, Jesus says ultimately too, love your enemies. Okay, love your enemies. So how do we how do we go to war against them? Is is that not Christian? Can we be Christian and yet go to war? Coffee. Yeah, it's a big question. Well, I invite you to, of course, look up in your catechism, just war. This is a, a teaching of the church that, that goes back to St. Augustine, actually, to say that uh, yeah, you could be a good Catholic and a good Christian and serve in the armed forces. Um, because here in America, uh, I mentioned how proud I am of, of our, our military. 
And uh, there, there's a, a much greater percentage of Catholics who serve in the military than actually exist in the, the population as, as a whole. Uh, and um, literally, um, I think every chaplain Medal of Honor winner has been uh, a priest, a, a Catholic chaplain. Or there, I believe that's correct. There's, um, no, maybe it's that. It's, uh, yeah, there, there's some incredible stats about the percentage of, of Catholics and to, uh, um, you know, how many of them actually serve in the armed forces. But um, Ron Green has a great point. It's hard to love your enemy when he's trying to kill you. Okay, well, certainly we, we can love our enemies, but love, that, that word gets really screwed around today in our culture, doesn't it? We think love is like what feels good or, or something, or, you know, you see these signs out there, love is love. Well, that's the dumbest statement ever. Uh, love is a word that we throw around all over the place, and we don't even know what it means today. Uh, we've reduced love kind of down to a feeling. So love your enemy does not mean let them shoot you, or, or worse, stand idly by while your enemy is shooting other people or killing other people. I mean, all we have to do is, of course, think of, of World War II and, you know, the, the great example of, of Nazis and Hitler and should we stand idly by while atrocities are being committed? And, of course, the answer is is no. What What is the, the reason that could cause us as Christians to actually be able to resort to using violence, uh, even deadly violence? Is this moral? And the answer is, of course, yes, it is. And it goes back to Jesus' own teaching uh, um, about laying down your life for your friends. Greater love, Jesus says, greater love has no one than to lay down his life for his, his friends. Uh, so certainly we can lay down our lives uh, for those that we care about. And, and that's perhaps at the essence of what it means to, to be a Christian soldier, that uh, you are out there willing to lay down your life for someone else. So is is there an immoral, an immoral way, a bad way to, to be a, a soldier? Certainly, and we, we saw this a lot in the, the Roman armies and, and uh, various armies, whether it's Mongolia or China or, or whatever. If your goal in the service of the army is to take over territory and advance uh, in conquest, you know, just for physical material gain, well, then, then then you're in trouble. Because if you're out killing people and plundering and raping and pillaging, those always seem to go together, um, you're in big trouble because uh, that's not love. Uh, love is never self-seeking. So if you're doing what you're doing in an army uh, and doing immoral things just because you can, and certainly we see that in war, uh, well, then you're in big trouble. And it is possible to be in a just war, which we can talk about, and still do immoral things. Uh, there were, were people in, you know, World War One. Was it a just thing for the United States and Britain and the Allies to get involved in World War I to, to stop the advance of Germany? Uh, well, we can say, yeah. Uh, innocent people were, were being killed, and it was necessary to stop unjust aggression. See, this is the essence of self-defense, not going out to gain more territory, not going out to advance my own material well-being, but going out to defend people. Okay, that's one of the essence of what it means to be in a just war. People who are powerful standing up for those who are less powerful. Because 
if if good people sit back and do nothing, well, that's that's all it takes for evil to advance. And certainly we saw that in World War II. Uh, one of the greatest evils of the 20th century uh, was advancing. And not only was it right that United States and the Allies get involved, it, it was really, if you're going to say we, we love our, our neighbor, you have to get involved. I mean, that's that's something that uh, imagine the the damage that could have been done if 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 people who were strong and powerful like the United States didn't get involved. Uh, it would almost be immoral for us to sit back and do nothing. Uh, so not only was it not wrong for us to get involved, um, it, it was actually a good for us to get involved, and probably would have been wrong for us not to. Um, now, of course, peace to those countries who fulfill a, a certain role in the world like like Switzerland to try to remain neutral. Um, that's maybe a certain role in the world they can play. But the United States is one of the great superpowers. If we sit back and allow evil, well, we're, we're somewhat complicit in it then for, for not stopping it. So the essence of just war then is self-defense. And we have a, a great kind of history and, and doctrine of, of self-defense uh, to protect ourselves but also to protect uh, the vulnerable and the weak. Um, we need to look out for the least of these. And uh, that's what we're talking about with, you know, the, the poor and the downcast. Uh, those who cannot defend themselves, well, those are the, the kind of people that those who can defend need to. And so uh, not only is it not a, a bad thing for uh, Christians to be involved in the armed forces, it's a, a noble thing. And... Uh, you know, one of the, the great kind of regrets, if I've got one right now in my my uh, my life, I've done a lot of things. But uh, I am not a, a veteran of the armed forces. Much as, you know, my, my friend uh, Terry is going to tell me, oh, Father Sean, you're a, you're a spiritual Marine. Well, all right. But I'm not a real Marine. I, I want to I think that I could be, but... Um, you know, I, my, my friends today were, you know, congratulating me on like, you know, being in the battle as a, you know, a, a spiritual soldier. And that's true. I mean, obviously the, the wars that we, we fight against Satan and his armies are, are even far more deadly and dangerous than uh, the, the ones where the bullets are flying in this world. But, um, you know, in the end, I, I regret that I, I, I wish as much as I love our country, I wish I could have served, and, and maybe I still could. Uh, some of you uh, probably noticed from the last time that you maybe seen me, I, I've lost about 120 pounds over the course of the last year and a half or so uh, on a you know uh, weight loss regimen that I've been doing. And so I, I always wanted to serve our country, but I always said, hey, God didn't give me the body for it because uh, I weighed like 336 pounds at my, my top. Um, I've, I've lost enough weight now that I'm actually – jogging and running and getting in shape, doing my push-ups and sit-ups, and maybe being a military chaplain could still be uh, in my future. So uh, I'm, 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 looking, I'm looking into that. So yes, what I do is a, a spiritual soldier for, for Jesus. Um, sure. Uh, and uh, I, I will say that anyone who is not engaged in that fight, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't know just how strong that is. Uh, and a shout out to all the priests out there. I, I know, um, rightfully, the, the church is, you know, once again, uh, 
we we are often judged by the worst among us and the the priest that creates scandal and you know the report on Cardinal McCarrick ex Cardinal McCarrick came out and once again it seems like bad priests are in the the limelight uh, and I by no means am perfect uh, I am a, a humble sinner Christian just like everybody else in need of a savior in Jesus Christ uh, being a priest doesn't change that but man I I do know that if if you uh, if you sign up to be a priest, and really this is true of anyone who uh, who gets in the fight, Satan is absolutely going to kick your butt. And uh, I thought I was ready for that as a young priest when I decided to become a priest. Man, it's it's a lot more real and worse than I thought. And Satan is so cunning. He, he is the most formidable enemy we could ever have. And so I, I study a lot of the military kind of techniques and, and tactics. Um... Because the things we learn as humans, how not to get killed on the battlefield and how to how to triumph on the battlefield, well, Satan is way, way more smarter and more formidable of an enemy than we will ever meet in combat in this life. Um, so I, I, I want to learn everything I can about his tactics. I want to get in, in good physical, spiritual fighting shape. Uh, to be able to fight that battle because it ain't easy, let me tell you. Um, and uh, I have I have lost more battles than I've won. Uh, it 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 seems so. Um, I I appreciate uh, the shout out uh, from the comments there. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hang in there. But um, yeah, I I spent the summer away at kind of a spiritual sort of a you know, a uh, refresher course, as it were, of a boot camp sort of thing to get back to the basics of daily prayer. Let the mass be the, the center. I, I love the, the retreat center I was at. The chapel was right in the middle. And so I would sit out on my porch. I'd get up at, you know, five o'clock each day and get out onto my porch to engage in my spiritual training with my, my bravery in front of me, trying to keep my head in the game by, by knowing who's at the center. And if it's if it's not Jesus at the center, we're we're in big trouble. So I I went away for a, a bit this summer to kind of I guess you call it refocus uh, a bit uh, because I, I I needed to say if I'm going to be in this fight, man, I got to get back to fundamentals. We we see you know not only do the soldiers do this, but even in sports, um, you, you got to learn the the fundamentals and uh, keeping Jesus at the center, realizing that we're we're in a fight. Uh, and so that's all of us right now. If you're trying to keep your head above water, well, you're in the fight because there's nothing Satan would love more than to have everyone just kind of give up and say, this is just too hard. I, I can't do it. I don't know. Well, that's the time when we, we need to return to our fundamentals, just like I did uh, this summer. I, and I, I got a personal trainer and a spiritual director and a psychologist and a psychiatrist and uh, I had to look at just the totality of everything. Like a good commander is going to look at the strength of his troops and where are they weak. I, I had to kind of do an inventory of myself and see how do I need to get strong. Well, now's a good time for all of us really to, to do that. Where are we weak? And, and here's the example I'm going to give you. One of the great military saints, I mentioned St. Martin of Tours. Uh, one of the other famous military saints is St. Ignatius of Loyola. St. Ignatius of Loyola is famous for founding the, the Jesuits in the 16th century. Well, he himself was a soldier. And um, he, in fact, wanted to be a, a lifelong soldier. And uh, 
he loved the kind of military fight. And uh, so fact, so much as so the fact that he would run into to battles he had no idea being in because he wanted to gain a bunch, a bunch of worldly fame and, and glory. And uh, his military career, in the worldly sense, came to an end at the Battle of Pamplona when he got shot between the legs uh, with a cannonball. Went right through his legs, wrecked his leg. He, he couldn't even hardly walk, yet alone go into battle. And so he was just completely demoralized uh, because... He, all he wanted to be was a soldier, and he was apparently a good one, uh, and he couldn't be a soldier anymore. So he was lying in bed, sulking, thinking, my life is over. All he could do was read, and so he was given some books. Uh, the ones he really liked to read were about knights and going into battle. And I mean, he, he I have to say, I get inspired by, by reading books about the military. And when I hear about, uh, you know, the... The Marines charging uh, up Iwo Jima, you know, in invading. Uh, I get inspired by that. I get inspired reading about the Revolutionary War and, and George Washington and the Continental Army at Valley Forge. And that inspires me. If they can get through those circumstances, well, then I, I can maybe go through what I'm going through. And anytime I do that, that inspires me. And so St. Ignatius was reading books like that and it inspired him. But what he found was when he was done reading those books... The, uh, the inspiration kind of started to wane and, and wear off. Uh, but then someone gave him a book about the life of the saints and the life of Jesus. And he realized that when he read those things and he saw what Jesus did for us and what the saints did in witness to Jesus, he felt inspired and the inspiration stayed. And so he decided he would found kind of a spiritual army, as it were, and founded the Jesuits uh, to be spiritual soldiers of Jesus and uh, one of his great insights then from his military days was to say that uh, in his days, of course, he's, he's fighting with cities that have like castles and walls around them. He said that he always noticed that when a, an opposing force would come up against the city, they wouldn't attack right away. But rather what the, the commander would do was he would ride around the outside of the city and look to see where is the weakest part in the wall. And he'd look to say, OK, there. Ah, there's a there's a part where there's like a crack in the wall where the the wall is falling apart. There's there's a hole. It's not guarded very well. There's the towers falling down, and he would find that spot and say, "Okay, that's where we're going to attack." So Saint Ignatius realized that if if this is what a, a worldly kind of commander does, um, how much more so Satan? So when when the devil wants to come up and get us, what's he going to do? Well, he's first going to ride around the outside of our walls and say, all right, where is Father Sean weakest? Because the devil's not stupid. He's smarter than us. He's not going to attack us where we're strong. Uh, so he's going to get us where we're, we're weakest. And uh, so to some extent, there, there's no shame in, in getting attacked where you're weakest. Like you feel like, oh, it's this one sin over and over. I keep falling into this sin. Okay. No surprise there. Satan's smart. That's what he does. Um, but here's Ignatius's great insight. He says, what if in a time of peace, before we're under the full frontal attack of the enemy, what if we would go out and ride around our own castle? Go, go look and say, all right, here, look at our, look at our walls. Say, oh, look at that. Our walls kind of falling down there. Our walls not in very good shape. What if we as Christians rode around the, the outside of our spiritual castle, as it were, and said, where are we weak? Not to, to shame ourselves, not to say, 
Uh, look at me, I'm a mess. Okay, that that's not the point. Uh, if ever you're feeling shame, that's the wrong answer. Because Jesus is certainly not here to shame us. When on earth did Jesus shame people in the scriptures? No, he looks at sinners and he says, all right, you know, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And then he's like, okay, did anyone condemn you? Uh, no. All right, well, neither do I condemn you then. Rather, he, he says then, all right, let's get up. And, and from now on, don't sin anymore. And in other words, from now on, all right, look at this weakness and say, how can we fix it? Look at your wall and say, is it a mess? Is it broken? How do we strengthen it? How do we fix our wall? I mean, that's really what, what we got to do. Okay, so St. Ignatius is a soldier and he, he gets it. So here's the thing. You got weaknesses. Great. We all got weaknesses. Be a good soldier. Be a good commander. Take your little troops out and walk, or go around your wall. Walk your, your parapets. Walk around and say, all right, where, where am I weak? Where do I need help? No shame in weakness. Absolutely no shame in weakness. Even strong soldiers know that they're weak and they need help. But shame on you if you don't do something about it. Take up your weapons. If your family's being assaulted by this COVID stuff, I sure hope that you're you're taking up your, your spiritual sword. There, there's mine. There's my rosary. All right? Pull it out. Pray it as a family. You know, if Satan's kicking your butt, okay, fine. But if you're not doing anything about it, shame on you. We need to take up our weapons just like the soldiers did. I mean, it's one thing to get overrun by the enemy, but it's another if you, like, throw your shield and your sword away and you're not doing anything about it. So we got to take up our weapons. Uh, certainly that's the rosary, uh, personal prayer, but also group prayer. All right, we're doing all these Zoom calls. I mean, how many of you like me got like eight Zoom calls a day? You know, you're working from home. All right, we've got the technology now. Are you using it to, to do spiritual warfare as well? If you can go to a, a business meeting on Zoom, you, you can talk to a friend on Zoom. You, you can even use your phone to make a phone call. I was I was joking with a friend the other day as, as I'm like texting back and forth and my thumbs are going crazy. And I like sent out a text to this friend. I said, you know, these little texting boxes that we're using, referring to my phone, you know, they have the ability to do simultaneous voice conversation as well. My friend's like, whoa, that's cool. How do I use that feature? And I'm like, dial their phone number. I'm like, hey, now using simultaneous voice transmission feature, you know, our phones... They, they actually do what we used to in the old days call phone calls. Whoa. Yeah. You don't have to just text. Uh, you can, you can like actually call someone. Um, so if, if, you, if you'd like to do that, find someone who needs a phone call. Uh, be connected with your, your family. Whatever you need to do. Uh, arm yourself well. Okay? So that we can, we can get in the fight. Ride around your castle. Find out where it's weak. Uh, and then how do we strengthen it? Prayer relying on our brothers and sisters both on earth and in heaven so you know call people on earth but also call out to our friends in heaven the word pray means to ask so sometimes like oh do we pray to saints yeah we pray to saints we pray to living people too pray means to ask so anytime i'm like hey could you do this for me think of the the old elizabethan english pray thee could you know I, i'm asking you I'm, if i'm praying to you i'm asking you Pray thee, pray tell. Yeah, pray to living people. Pray to living people in heaven. Uh, don't do this alone. Ask the saints for help. 
If you're struggling, find a good family saint. Uh, we, we think of, uh, you know, uh, families like uh, the, the parents of Therese, Zoe and uh, Martin, uh, Therese's parents. Um, or we think of Jana Beretta Mola uh, and uh, her husband, who, who he'll, maybe he'll be canonized someday too. Um, we've got these great kind of uh, family saints. Pray to them, you know. Um, if, if you're single, think about the, the great saints that were able to do so much with their life as single people, both consecrated in religious life and, and living that out in the world. Let's not do this alone. So take up our spiritual weapons of prayer. Don't, don't be uh, alone. And then use our, our weapons, uh, fasting, almsgiving, uh, the sacraments, especially confession. You know, I've, I'm hearing confessions at a regular time still, and sometimes people aren't taking advantage of it. So do that. All right, we're coming to the end of our time for, for Sean the Baptist show, uh, or Sean the Baptist Live. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to to make this a, a 6.30 to, to 7.30 kind of thing on Wednesday so people can jump in in the middle. I mentioned the, the Sean the Baptist Facebook page, so a lot of people are following that. If you haven't yet, go out and give it a like. Uh, find Sean the Baptist on Facebook and, and give it a like. And then if, if you can do that, share it with your friends. Uh, this is how social media works. It brings people together. And um, right, last check, there, there are over 3,000 or so people out there that, that are following Sean the Baptist Facebook page. Uh, if you go to seanthebaptist.org, you, you can click on the, the like of the, the Facebook page there. Um, go follow the social media, and then I can keep you updated. The, the morning message, I, I publish that each day. Really, the only place you can get that right now is on Facebook. So if you want to get the morning message, uh, follow me. You can even click on so it'll let you know when I'm live. Uh, I do thank everyone who, who joined tonight uh, live on uh, Sean the Baptist. Uh, as soon as this is done, what I do is I, I take the video file and I, I upload it to YouTube. And, and then it, it's out there and I'll, I'll post it on uh, YouTube and you can get it on seanthebaptist.org. Uh, or, or anything. I'm also now, I have created a, a new uh, podcast. So if maybe you're not able to watch this live, uh, Sean the Baptist Live is a podcast. So you can go to iTunes uh, and type in Sean the Baptist and you will find two Sean the Baptist podcasts now. You've got Sean the Baptist Homilies, which is the podcast that's existed to this point, and you will get my about 15 minutes of weekly homily. Uh, you can podcast that. But the uh, Sean the Baptist Live, all, all 60 minutes of it will be out there as a podcast. So if you don't have time to, to watch online each week, that's fine. Uh, you can certainly go back and, and watch on Facebook or YouTube. But now you can also get it uh, on iTunes or, or Spotify. I'll have it out there. Uh, all the, the podcasting platforms. Right now I've just got it on iTunes. But if, if you want to just get it delivered right to your, your phone... Uh, either it'll be out there on, on Google Podcast as well. Go out, subscribe. You can find that on seanthebaptist.org, and and you can you can get the uh, Sean the Baptist Live dumped to your phone through your podcasting app uh, every week, and you can listen to it while you're you're getting in physical shape, uh, working out out there. So uh, we're coming to the end there. Uh, I see. Uh, thanks to to John uh, Ballier and my 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 aunt Lorraine Tigret. Say hi to Uncle Terry for me and thank him for his service on this Veterans Day. Uh, once again, uh, shout out to my my favorite veteran friends. So we've got uh, Terry Sexton, First Lieutenant Terry Sexton, uh, my my favorite uh, Marine out there, and then we've also got. 
my my favorite veteran, my dad, Dwayne Tunick, uh, served in Korea uh, and then served as a civilian uh, at Fort Leavenworth for, I think, like 39 years. Uh, and so on this Veterans Day, uh, I do want to end with just a, a final thank you to to all of our troops, especially those who are serving right now. And I, especially those who might see this overseas, uh, every day I do look and see how Sean the Baptist reaches people all over the world uh, in, in dozens of countries, literally. Uh, I, I saw the other day that people from China were on uh, following Sean the Baptist and listening to my homily. So share this all around, and especially maybe for our men and women who are overseas, you are not forgotten, uh, who are defending our country right now. I think America is the greatest country in the world, despite all of the problems that we're having right now and things that we might easily be able to look at any time and say, well, this is what's wrong with our country. And boy, is, is maybe this the worst time ever. I suppose everyone was able to do that uh, at some point or other. It's still the best country in the world. And I can tell you, as someone who serves a lot of an immigrant population here at St. Patrick's, there are, are thousands and thousands of people sometimes literally dying to get in this country. It is the greatest country in the world. We pray that it can continue to be that. Uh, but if, if you want to know why it is that we're able to have the freedoms we do, well, we thank God, and today we thank a veteran. Uh, so uh, I, I'm thankful for my dad, my Uncle Terry, my, my best friend, Terry Sexton, who is with me still. Um, I'm thankful for all those people. Uh, and I hope today that uh, you can be thankful too, because the freedoms we have in this country, uh, they are not free. They have been bought and paid for by the men and women who've worn the uniform, and many of them died uh, for those freedoms. So let's never take that for granted. Uh, let's let's be thankful. Um, and uh, this has been a, a special Veterans Day version of the, the Sean the Baptist Live. And uh, I will come to you each day with the morning message. And then uh, next Wednesday, 630, uh, we will be back again with uh, another episode of Sean the Baptist Live. Spread this around. And until then, I pray that the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit would come down upon you and remain with you forever. St. Martin of Tours, pray for us. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. Good night, everybody.